Life Audio. This life gets hard, but move forward to brighter days. This chapter is long, but remember to turn the page. Welcome back, everybody, to Unfiltered Parenting with Abby Johnson and Reagan Long, where we deliver the real deal of parenting to y'all completely unfiltered. Hello. Welcome back. My my partner in crime is back. I, I had two episodes without you and I felt lost. I did one solo and I did one with your hubby where I felt a little like he, he brought the Johnson oomph. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> the surrogate Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I know. Sorry, guys. I, yeah, it was like. Abby's traveling the world. Okay. Like, well, like March for life season and, you know, sanctity of human life Sunday. <laughs> and just, yeah, it's just, January is like just a crazy crazy time so and abby so as abby and i are talking on the phone and amongst all of her crazy things she has to do we're like talking on the phone we had gotten off a big business call something new for her she is like scrubbing baseboard she has a feet like and then she nonchalantly throws in she's like yeah i have a i have kind of a high fever but it's really okay like <laughs> just pushes through like she not after everything she just kind of throws in there yeah i have this fever but it's really okay i'm just pushing through (laughs) it's really fine listen well it was bad because it was making me less productive and i was doing dumb (laughs) things because of my high fever taking me off I'm like, Abby, why are you scrubbing baseboards right now okay like yeah i i was i I'm still not done scrubbing baseboards. I'm like, I I haven't touched baseboards in like a year. Uh, I did get a tool though to help me, I think. Oh my gosh, says the mom of eight. I got a baseboard tool because I was like on the floor, like hands and knees scrubbing all the baseboards. But now I have a tool. So I'm going to see how that works. But if it doesn't work, then I'm... Back to the back to, to the, the old way. He's on with the scrub brush. So, hi everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800 497 4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Oh, my gosh. I love it. So Abby and I are recording. Today is a Friday that we're recording. However, so a couple days from now on Sunday is the Grammys. 
And I don't know if you watch the the Grammys in those shows, Abby. I I no. I've stopped. I I watch the highlights. I'll, I'll catch like on Twitter some like the you know the like most shocking things that happened, or you know that's how I watch stuff. I watch the clips. I I don't I I don't I hate the award shows now. But like oh yeah, they've become so they and they've tanked. The award yeah. shows, and I'm so glad they've all, whether it's what, the Grammys, the Emmys, the the yada, yada, yadas, they've all tanked because they've become so liberal, so, so woke, so distasteful that literally they used to be shows where the kids could watch too, literally. Like it could, they used to be family shows. They, right. I mean, where the whole family could watch and enjoy. And now... You have like satanic performances on stage where people are groping themselves. There's fire, literally like emulating hell. Yeah. They've become yeah. there. Yes. There, there's no way I would, I would watch. I would let my kids watch it. And I don't know if you saw this, but so I want you to notice a pattern here, a trend nominee for record of the year, Taylor Swift, anti-hero. Oh. Uh, album of the year, Taylor Swift, Midnight's Song of the Year, Taylor Swift, Anti-Hero. Okay, now there's the next category is Best New Artist. Of course, she she just can't even qualify for that one. All right. Best Pop Solo Performance, Taylor Swift, Anti-Hero. Best Pop Duo, Taylor Swift uh, for Karma. Best oh, it's Pop like Ice Spice? Ice Spice, yep, featuring Ice Spice. That's the worst duo. They ruined that song. They, that's a, no, that's ridiculous. I mean, and and then it goes on to best pop vocal album, Taylor Swift, Midnight's. Okay, so you get the picture. So so here's my thing. And what I love here, guys, Abby and I have yet to have the conversation around, you know, Taylor Swift in general. We just haven't. So we don't know where each other stands. And I actually find it, what I'm interested in is because there's so many, of course, we're, Abby and I are conservative. You know, we're, we're, we're far right considering our views. However, right now there's a lot of very diehard conservative people in our arena, Abby, that, that are looking at the whole Taylor Swift thing differently, like very conservative influencers looking, some are defending her, some are like, okay, this is crazy. And do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Okay. I'll go first. You go first. Okay. So I believe Taylor Swift is the most, I think probably since Whitney Houston, she is the most popular musical icon of our time. I also think she is incredibly talented. And and I say that because... I do listen to her music and I, I do actually really like her music. And I, I listen to some of her music and she's a, she's a songwriter and some of her writing is really profound. Some of the songs she writes, I'm like, wow, like she's young. And, but some of the stuff she writes, I'm just like, that was like intense. Like the stuff that she writes is very, Good. My favorite song of hers is called Maroon. And I mean, it's like deep. And so I think she is very talented. She's obviously very beautiful. But I also think 
because of her talent and because of her iconic status, she has become very vulnerable and she has become a target of the left. And because she did not grow up in in that sort of leftist environment, right? I mean, she grew up in a Christian home with conservative parents and but I think that she has been kind of molded by the left into the person that they have wanted her to be. And and she's fallen for it, right? So she's come out with, you know, some songs that fit into that like you need to calm down was totally an anthem for you know the homosexual community i mean it was cute but it was totally an anthem for the homosexual community the uh, you know she's come out as pro choice and i believe that the i think that these institutions like the grammys and all that they know exactly what they're doing right now. They, yes, she has the talent. Yes, I think she deserves awards and accolades or whatever. But they know exactly what she's doing, what they're doing, because there are a lot of other talented artists out there, right? But they want to build up Taylor Swift as much as possible right now, because they know that that she is going to be making an endorsement in this election year. And so, they want her endorsement to go as far as it can go. And so prop her up with as many accolades as possible. Give her as many awards as possible. Get her in the media as much as possible. You know, this whole relationship she has with Travis Kelsey is perfect, right? The whole Super Bowl thing and Travis Kelsey and she's at the games and they're now in a relationship because... All she does is sing about relationships and failed relationships. And now she's got this Prince Charming, right? And now she's in this love affair with Travis Kelsey. And oh, isn't that beautiful? You know, he's like her knight in shining armor. So let's put that out as much as we can in front of the public. And maybe just maybe, which I can tell you, this is what the media is hoping for. They'll have a very public breakup so that they can put that out in front of everybody because that would get them even more Taylor Swift attention, which would even help the endorsement of Biden even more because that's what they're going for. They want a big Democratic Biden endorsement, which they'll get. She did it last time and she'll do it again. And she is so influential in the lives of these young people, which is crazy. But it's true. They're so influenced by pop culture, which I think has always been that way. But it's even more so today with social media that these young people, they will vote for who Taylor Swift tells them to vote for. And I think that's kind of, I think that's where we're at. And I think it's all very strategic. I think these award shows are very strategic. I think everything we're seeing right now that's being put in front of us and being put in front of our kids. I believe it's very, I don't think it's like this conspiracy theory. I think it's very true. And I'm not saying she's not talented. I'm not saying she doesn't deserve. I think she's a very generous person. I think she has a very good heart. I mean, she gave everybody that works on her team $100,000 for Christmas 
I don't think she's a bad person at all. I think she's probably a very good person, but I think she's just been, she's young. And I think she has been very vulnerable to the left. So that's my take. I don't, I don't disagree with, with one thing you said. So I likewise agree. She's a beautiful girl. She has such natural talent. I likewise, I have her on my Amazon playlist. You and I, when we drove to Chicago together, we listened to her. We were singing her songs. Literally, my girls like many of her songs. And But what's so cool to see with my daughters recently, because my girls know I'm just, I'm heavy on God stuff, biblical stuff, satanic stuff. And although my my daughters who are 16, 11, and 9 agree with me the majority of the time, sometimes when I come out on something, I'm a little bit radical. And they're like, okay, mom. You wow. know, so a long time ago when I started noticing some things with Taylor, like when she did one of her music videos in a very cult-like, very satanic-like mm-hmm. emulation of like uh, hell. I think it was very real- witch, witch. Yeah, very witchcraft like, which this isn't like subjective. This isn't an, an, an opinion. It's just watch it. It's very just dark. what it is. Yes, very-, very dark. I was like, ah. I'm like, girls, I, like, we have to be careful how much, you know, like, you girls love it's her and you're weird. just. It was weird because the song is not that way. So right. it's no. very odd that that's what she chose to do. The video, because it, it was right. like, that's not what the song is. So why are yeah. you doing that? Anyway. And I'll be honest. I agree with what you said. I feel like is, you know, Taylor Swift, she comes out as, you know, just constantly being a, a sounding board for feminism and women empowerment. Right. And she's strong. And even though she's dating Travis Kelsey right now, she's still like single and on the market. You know, she's not been engaged or married and you know, female power. She's one of the richest stars out there. And if you don't think, just how Abby put it, uh, not only is she easily influenced to be able to keep this train ride up, if you don't think there's people not just on her team, but outside of her team pulling some puppet strings, even with her maneuvering, you are so sadly mistaken. If you think Taylor Swift is running the complete Taylor Swift show. You were sadly oh. mistaken. That is not a conspiracy. It has her talent. Does it deserve to, to make her one of the top? Sure. There's there's no question. Even if you don't like her music, even if you're like, that's not your genre, fine. You can't say she's not talented. She right. is. However, there is so much more going on to that. And if you do not think part of that is for a political agenda. I'm sorry. You're you're just sadly mistaken. Cool. And it is fun. Yeah. You know, she had come out with, you know, in the previous election with her Biden cookies. And then we saw in her documentary where she was really like, we got to see really behind the scenes how distraught she was crying like about it. And, and of course, people are going to have to be, unless they pull Biden this spring, Abby, unless they pull him from running again and throw someone else in, it is going to be very difficult. You're going to have to come up with some of the best writers in the world to maneuver how you say you want four more years with him. If you were the most diehard Democrat, 
okay, let's say you are diehard Democrat, you are against any Republican nominee. How do you say you want four more years with him? I don't know how you weave that up. It's a thing, Rick. It doesn't matter because as a former Democrat for many years, it doesn't matter. They could literally do a weekend with Bernie sort of situation <laughs> and they will vote for him. So that's, you know, that's kind of the issue when, you know, now that I'm a Republican and, you know, very conservative, that is the difference between the Republicans and the Democrats. The Democrat, they don't care who their guy is. They don't care if they're running, you know, Harvey Weinstein on the ticket. They'll vote for him. They may hate him in private and they may think, oh, gah, this guy barf, but they will vote for him. Right. right. Just they to protect democracy. To they don't protect democracy. Adolf right. Hitler's grandkid. Okay. Like, yeah, they will vote for him. The Republicans will not. So the Republicans will write in someone or they'll vote third party or yeah. they will vote for anybody else. They will not vote for their candidate. And so that's that's why we lose over and over and over again, particularly in Sweden. It doesn't matter who I vote for, really, in Texas. Like, I could write in Donald Duck and whoever the Republican Party nominee is, like, that's who's going to win in these, in these, you know, Republicans. It may not always be that way in Texas, but yeah. still right now. And I'm not, like, taking that for granted or anything. But in these swing states where we really need to win the electorate, the Democrats will always, always, always stick together and the Republicans will not. The Republicans will write in, they'll vote third party, they will not vote. That's a big one. They will not vote because they don't have their candidate. They don't have the right candidate. Jesus isn't running. So they will just choose to go a different direction. And that's why the Democrats win every time. I mean, it is quite comical. I've even seen recent, you know, got people going out on the street with their little mics, you know, doing their little interviews, their little podcasts, and they're just random states. And they're like, who are you voting for? You know, if 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 Trump is the nominee and, and you know, with Biden, oh, Biden automatically in the in the person is like, OK, OK, great. So you're voting for Biden. Can you share one reason why you are just one thing Biden's done in, in the last few years? One, not a single person, Abby, can say one thing he's done to better this country. Not one. And they are at a loss. And they're like, but it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're so protective of him. He is falling asleep. He has dementia. He he doesn't know how to get off a stage let alone run a country, which of course he's not running the country. It's not him, which is even scarier because who is making these horrifying decisions? You know, is it Obama like that we think? And and I, I don't want to turn this too political, but but here's here's the thing. The political world, and I'm going to swing this back to Taylor, is not it's it's it is now oozed into every other facet of life. From from the pop culture to the movie industry to 
the, to commercials, to the to the vaccines, to the pharmaceutical industry. It is it, it's like lava. It's everywhere. It is everywhere. And if you, you, you can just see it. I mean, it's quite frightening. And again, when people say to you and I actually a lot of people like when we talk about politics and what's current current events and what's happening because it directly impacts parents and families and their children like this is all directly impacting our lives like we've never seen before and so people like taylor swift who's one of the biggest influencers worldwide yeah she's they are going to have her play her part they are teeing it up perfectly just like they teed it up perfectly for that influence as soon as Taylor and Travis Kelsey are somewhat fundamentally sound as a couple, you know, they're they're hounding Travis Kelsey. Oh, isn't he coming out with a $20 million Pfizer deal pushing? You know, he has both his flu shot and his Pfizer shot. And it's like they are these people, these evil people are geniuses. They're pure geniuses. They know what works. And they know how to get people. And I, and that's what hurts me. And that's what actually angers me is people will not do their own research. They will not think for themselves. They now see Travis Kelsey. Oh, well, Travis Kelsey got it. He's so healthy. He's a top athlete. Oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go do that. Oh, Taylor Swift must feel the same way. That's her boyfriend endorsing it. You know what I mean? People just no longer think for themselves and automatically look and it's like, oh, if they're doing that, I'm doing that. If they're voting that way, I'm voting that way. If she's dressing like that, I'm going to dress like that. And again, Taylor used to be so, she was like that country girl, wholesome, like values, like the Southern girl that was just everybody, like the next door girl, right? The next door neighbor. And I think, I think what you said though, Reagan, is so important for people to understand, particularly as people in the public, they often don't make their own decisions. And, you know, I can tell you right now, you know, Taylor has a publicity team and that team is in her ear saying things like, with this whole Roe v. Wade thing happening, you really need to come out as as pro, pro-choice. You really need to come out as supporting a woman's right to choose. And then they partner her up they they make introductions to people like Lena Dunham. Taylor may have not had any any thought about abortion at all. She may have not thought about it one way or the other, right? Right. But then they start introducing her to people who do have very strong opinions about abortion intentionally so that she will start thinking about abortion. They start putting those conversations in front of her so that she will start forming this opinion, forming their opinion, taking on their opinion about abortion. Right? Right. I mean, and I just want to interject, hold that exactly what they did with Justin Bieber's wife, um, Haley Bieber. And what's so astounding, what's shocking there, especially not because, you know, it, it's it's Haley Bieber. She's very liberal. That's not shocking. But Justin Bieber, he and his mother, they have a very, very public story. His mother had him when she was young. She was encouraged to have an abortion. 
She shares that story of taking the leap of faith, going against what everyone said. Choosing speaker. Yeah. Having Justin being pro-life, Justin of all people should be championing, championing, championing (laughs) his, his mother and being, you know, and we don't expect Justin Bieber to be like you, you know, knocking down every thing. But but being somewhat protective, maybe once a year shedding something, just just a simple message about it. He would not be here. No. Had I his mean, mother not had that view. And his yeah. wife with her Planned Parenthood shirt and, and, and going out, you know, advocating for Planned Parenthood. I'm like, oh, man. I know. So when you just, they, even just to say like, hey, honey, could you cut that crap out? Like I, you know. Could we just not? Right. Even if they did not even advocate for pro-life, but just kept their mouths shut and didn't have to advocate for for the slaughtering of the unborn. Maybe yeah. that. Maybe start there. Again, this is why we've talked about this before. This is why it's so important for when you are married to have a husband. This is why it's important to have a healthy family dynamic. This is why it's important to choose, you know, particularly young women. I'm talking to young women. When you're choosing a partner, when you're getting into a marriage, and I didn't think about this when I was getting married. So this is, you know, now I'm kind of trying to impart what I didn't think about when I was getting married. I didn't think about, you know, getting married to a man who was really strong in his faith, who was ready to be, you know, the spiritual leader of our household, you know, who was willing to say to me, Abby, that's not biblical. That's not the way that you should be thinking. You know, this is the way that, you know, I'm going to lead our family. And, you know, now that's the way our family is, but it took years to get there. Right. And so, my gosh, like there, I, you know, I would say there's probably very, very few couples in Hollywood that are that way. But if, that that's what's so needed. And I mean, it would be awesome if Justin had that sort of authority in his home to say, listen, Haley, no, like not only does this go against, you know, God, which I don't know how they are religiously, but this is against my life. Right. Like my be here. You wouldn't be here. If those life for me, this is disrespectful for, of me this is disrespectful of the choice my mother made and right. what she speaks out about. But we just don't have that in so many families, particularly in Hollywood. But and I just want to I just want to say too, because I like you, Abby, did not think of those things when I was getting married. And you and I, and this is especially to the women who are like Abby and I. Abby and I have very strong personalities. We're very stubborn. We can be very independent. We can be very like forthright, like, nope, this is my way. We're going to do it my way, which there's like really great parts about that. Because like when Abby and I set our minds on something, it's going to get done. Like we're going to we're going to make it happen. And so that's great. However, if you have that personality, you have to find a man who is a an alpha or a double alpha who can handle you literally because it's it's it you know, the whole feminist movement is oh yeah, the woman should just be in charge and whatever. No, that's not biblically how it's supposed to be. And forever in my marriage, that's that's how that's how I was. And I was, I almost felt good about it. But then I like, 
when I really looked, I, I tired of it, Abby. I'm like, yep. I don't want to lead. I'm not supposed to be. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted from leading. You know, I don't want to be doing this anymore. I'm not supposed to be doing this. So you, all those things, you have to make sure that when you're choosing that, you know, it's not, I think so many people get married in hopes of, but I can see the potential and I, I can help make the person this way. And yeah. And anyways, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a whole podcast in itself, but, but But, yeah, I mean, but anyway, back to the whole publicist thing, people are making these celebrities there are publicists out there that are making these celebrities into what they want them to be and i think that's exactly what has happened to taylor and now like if she came out as pro-life i think there's probably a great fear oh i don't even think that would be an option for her no sadly but i think there would be such a fear that Mm -hmm. lose so much right she would lose all these endorsements she would lose deals she this would this is she would lose some sort of status oh part of her empire would absolutely crumble oh for sure and that's that's who she is right that's her brand and she would lose part of her brand Mm -hmm. and that to a young person is terrifying you know I mean, I've made decisions, particularly about, you know, coming out about the COVID vaccine, things like that. And I knew that I was going to lose things. I mm-hmm. knew that I would lose different things. I knew I would probably lose speaking engagements. I knew that I would lose support of some, you know, groups, whatever. And that did happen. And I knew that was a risk. But what do I care? Right. I'm not Taylor Swift. Like, I, I don't care. Like I, I'm kind of a firebrand, right? So I think people kind of expect that of me and they expect that I'm going to be controversial and they, but so I, I wasn't shocked, but if this girl who was loved by so many, if she came out and did that, I think it would devastate her to lose that fans, to lose that much support and to have that much income pulled from her. I think it would be devastated because that sort of people pleasing, that is what makes up so many of our young people wanting to be loved. And and at first, yeah, when they come into the industry, they're their own person the majority of the time. Right. And then and this is in this is a whole I I've got to throw this in for my my far right, right people who who are down the the rabbit hole, but there's so many Abby who, boy, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this I word <laughs> on the podcast, but it is so real. It is so true. The Illuminati is is very. There's just that's not a that's not a conspiracy. That's not a fake thing. So many of them are to get to where they are now. They really it's practically selling their soul to the devil. They belong to top elite groups of people. They will do exactly what they say. They are promised certain things. And it is it is an actual thing. So when they start out, they're themselves. We saw the real Taylor Swift. And I know comes with time and years comes growth and, and they're they're changing and she's becoming, you know, from a young girl in, into a woman. But it's really like they are molded into who whatever 
character that the the people around them want her, him or her to be, you know? So my, I don't think people understand it is so much about publicists as well. They have these marketing oh, yeah. people around them all the time. My poor publicist has no control over me. And I was just going to say, you were the first. She Yes. Abby has really Abby has a, a team of people. <laughs> You're not going to tell Abby what to do. When I first came in Abby's world, she has so many people around her that work for her and people suggesting this and do this and say this and write that and come out. And Abby will be like, huh? Yeah, no. I'm going to say what I want to say. No. Or, okay, Abby, say this, but just we need to soften it. We need to tone it. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> so thanks for the suggestion. I appreciate <laughs> that suggestion. I'm sure that probably is a good idea. Like, right. that's what I'm actually going to do. Actually, oh, though, I've gotten better over the years. Christina's been my publicist for a long time. And I've only, like, almost given her a stroke a few times. But... Like, I have gotten better. I have gotten better over the years. I'm, I'm <sighs> trying. I'm trying. But I love that because you are a big deal, Abby. And it is, you know, you don't care. It's like, okay, are these people not going to ask me back to speak if I say this? Uh, I'm going to say it anyways. Am I going to lose this deal and this partnership? All right. So be it. Because, you know, same thing with the real deal of parenting. We, we've been permanently restricted with our money for over two years now because we spoke up during the pandemic and we said what was true because we have way too many families and children at stake to not speak truth. So it doesn't, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm so glad as far as from perfect as you and I both are and we mess up every day uh, and, and sometimes we miss the mark. It's like we really focus on the bigger picture of we have to answer to God. And we're going to be kneeling before him one day. And it's not, not Zuckerberg. Believe it or not, we're not, not going to be. Not yeah. Mark. Not Marky Z. You know, it mentioned naughty. And I just would like to get an invitation. Yeah. I want to know what the invitation is. Like. I'm not going to join. I don't think. I just want, I just want the invite. Like, how do you get in and... Is it delivered by like Dove or does it come is it to delivered your- by a mysterious? Is like- it delivered by like someone in a cape or I just want the invite. Okay. And that that's it. Like I, I mean, I honestly, Abby, you, you were probably on their radar years ago and they're like, we can't bring her in. She will, she will bust stuff up. No one let her bring someone else. No one bring Abby Johnson here. Okay. I- She'll tear it, it up. Is it like, you know, friends that invite friends? Is it that kind of well, thing? I, some of it, I think it is, Abby. And I I'm telling you, in it somewhere. I, I just oh, you, you t- with the with the contacts you have, you do, do I, have. Do I need a picture with like a hand over my eye <laughs> to show them that I'm ready? Like I'm ready for them. Oh my gosh, Abby! Why do I feel like I'm going to get a call in the next couple of weeks? You're going to be like Rake. I, oh my gosh! My, I got an invite. Came oh my from like a pigeon or an <sighs> owl in a cage showed up at my door. No, I should attach to it. Abby, it is real. I don't know if you're joking. I swear to you, it's real. It is real. No, I know. I just, oh. I just want the invitation. That's it. 
So if Scotty is listening, just send me an invite, yo. Now I'm nervous. I need to say the rosary. Now you've gotten me all nervous. Like, oh my gosh, you're probably going to get one. I can't. I can't handle this. (laughs) I'm going to join. How do I send up the signal? that I want to be We're going to post the photo of you covering one eye. Like, yeah. This is it. I just, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready ready. for my first party. Jared Leto. I'm ready. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm scared. Oh, I'm like half form. (laughs) Isn't Jared Leto like the Antichrist or something? I got a book time. From this guy I was like on on a trip or something, and this guy's like, Abby, I need to give you this book, and it's very serious, and I need you. I get all kinds of things on the road, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's like, it's very serious, and he give it to you. Please take it, read through it, whatever. And I'm like, okay. It was a hardback book. It was like at least an inch thick, and it was on Jared Leto as the Antichrist. I've always had a crush on Jared Leto. So I'm like, what does this say about me if I have a crush on the Antichrist? Are you attracted to the other side? I'm attracted to the Antichrist. And there's all these pictures of Jared Leto. I mean, and all this evidence I'm putting in in like quotations, evidence that Jared right. Leto is the Antichrist. And I asked Doug about it. I'm like, Doug... Have you heard that Jared Leto is the Antichrist? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's like a conspiracy that's like going around. I'm like, that's old news, Abby. You didn't know? What? See, I didn't hear that one. Maybe he's the head of the Illuminati. So maybe I take the picture, what I covered, and I tag him. So, I mean, we we can try. We can try to... Right. And Abby, or you can just be like James O'Keefe and throw, look at my, my new eyeglasses I have so I can actually see. This was my 40th birthday gift to myself. I haven't seen oh, in years. Sure. Eyeglasses. Did you see the whole thing with James O'Keefe going undercover with the the White House guy that spilled his guts? No, I haven't seen that yet. Okay. So we'll, we'll wrap with this, this, but it's so funny. So James O'Keefe, who was the founder of Project Veritas, then they booted him out. So now he has his like O'Keefe Media Group. He went undercover. He went on not like, I think it was Tinder, a gay male White House far up. He's in like the undercover part of the White House. He protects our information, Abby. Great. James O'Keefe went to dinner and James O'Keefe is, is pretty well known. He put on black glasses like mine. That's the only disguise he had. Clark Kent, right? Clark, like you Clark put on Kent. Black- Nobody knew Superman, right? Yeah. Okay. Goes and the guy literally is talking about Biden's dementia. They wanted to take Kamala off the ticket, but what would that do to African American voters? How Kamala can't keep any staff? He's just—it's almost too easy. He's just coming out saying all of this stuff, and he was talking about a one-on-one meeting he had with Michelle Obama, all these things, and then. And then James is like, takes his glasses off and he's like, do I look familiar to you? And in your running our security and the guy, of course, is like, why not? There's cameras, you know, and he's like, we're doing a good job at the White House. Biden's doing good after he was throwing Biden under under the bus. But um, oh, my gosh, 
but it's it's just it's it's too funny. These I'm not I'm having like work done in my house. So if you hear like all this like buzzing and stuff in the background of this and they have, like I mean it it's either that or we have dogs barking or children trying to break yeah. in. It's that's why we're the real deal. Yeah. There's like a buzz saw going on in the back <laughs> inside uh, my house. We we had a pause. Abby's housekeepers came. The yeah. dog was going. So it's it's real life. We don't we don't fluff. We don't fluff here. It just yeah. This is what we do. This is who we are. We give you the real deal. So loud. I wish I could show y'all. The reason it's so loud. I have my door closed, but the reason it's so loud is because the people that lived here before us cut. We're in a rental house because we're building a house. They cut a doggy door on the bedroom door. So there's no quiet or privacy in our bedroom. <laughs> the kids could just go because there's a wide open hole. Oh my gosh. On the door. So it's just loud all the time. And by the way, it's big enough for our kids' heads to fit through. Mom, so, Dad, what you doing in here? So if we close the door, <sighs> what? Doesn't matter. Their heads just poke right through right. and are like, hey, what are you doing? What you doing? Are you having some alone time? I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, so my gosh. Yeah. I'm like, this doggy door, like, needs to go. I, In fact, the people that are here doing work at our house, like, I might have them replace this stupid door because I hate it. Like, I don't want to pay for a door at a rental house, but it's so invasive of our privacy. Right. Like, I just have them go ahead and replace the door because it's just right. Kind of Doug, this is worth the investment. I think for another year of privacy. I appreciate it because I have a story that I'll tell you when we're not on the podcast. We're right not now. on the air. <laughs> As our viewers would love to hear that one. Yes, I'm sure. There's a funny Well, story. anyways, you know, we'd love to hear y'all's feedback and how you go about with your family, you know. Not just with Taylor Swift, but how do you let your kids be a part of what's what's very public, what's very pop cultural, you know, and where do you draw the line at? So you can email Abby and I at hello at com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at The Real Deal of Parenting. And we'd love to hear how it works for your family. So and please go and give us a review on your like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to this. Please go give please go give us a review. And if you do and it's good, we'll read your review on on the podcast. And maybe not to be too like extra, I don't know, enticing, but maybe we could choose a few people to send like a coffee gift card to a gas gift card to like maybe the like best reviews. Yeah. yeah. We could send some goodies to just some, ra- we'll just choose random things like the best reviews. And now of course we don't want dishonest reviews, but any really good, genuine, positive reviews. Some reviews, right? Have you seen We me? do. Yeah. yeah. We do. People um, that don't hate us. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, I'm like looking at them right now. I didn't even know that we had any, but we do. And let's see, I will 
I'll just read some because they are cute. So one of them is from five stars from Bella Milani. It says, can't recommend this show enough. One is from Jillian and it says counter mommy culture. It says, if you want to listen to discussion that is as filled with conviction as it is grace, here it is. Abby and Reagan have the ability to laugh, be real, and dig into the issues of parenting in each discussion. These women remind us that you can be a bold crusader of faith and still think it's funny when your kid does something that makes you shake your head in disapproval. Grab a cup of coffee and sit in on mom discussions that are less focused on accusing each other of getting it wrong all the time and more focused on real parenting in real time. Oh, Jillian. That was that. I love that. Anna Road 18 said, it's about time. So happy to see these ladies teaming up for this show. Their conversations are so needed and important. I love the raw emotion and honesty. Keep it up. So there you go. There's a few. Love it. So go, go do your rating and we'll read your. Yes. I love it. For show. All right, y'all. So in closing, until next time, keep raising your little saints. A powerful prayer life does not require hiking a mountain to be able to hear from God. God can meet us right in the middle of our busy lives to help, guide, and speak to us through prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical teaching and encouragement on how you can make prayer a natural and consistent part of your everyday life. I promise it won't require hiking a mountain, but you just might develop the faith to move one. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.